Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Chuck. And my name is Lee. And today we are doing episode five yeah. of the Disney Plus TV show, Ms. Marvel. It's titled mm. Time and Again. Time So, and again. real quick, thoughts on the episode, Lee? Um... Well, I, I always like time travel, so I think that's pretty cool that we got to have a little time travel mixed into it where she gets to witness things that um, she didn't ever witness before. You know, it, it, it has that element of going back and seeing your, you know, your ancestor, in a sense, and seeing what their life was like, very much right. like the first Back to the Future, or even the third one. Um, I guess more like the third one than the first one, but still. Um, yeah, you can tell that they were like, they, they took a couple of pages from it just to kind of add that feel but it wasn't so on the nose like some like spoofing it but it was there right um so i enjoyed that i mean back to the future itself was a coming of age tale and this whole show is a coming of age tale so uh, the episode's pretty good i like how it explained things things that we heard about we're seeing them played out and it makes sense you know and, and, it, and, it, and it begs the question just like anything in time travel, well, does that mean that this happened before? Does that mean that this person traveled back in time before and it's always like a repetitive cycle and that's why things happen the way they did? I don't know. It's up for debate. So I enjoy that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, for me, the same thing. I like how they... She she goes back in time, but she they do it in a way where it's more for the very end of it. She's not involved in the whole thing. She's not witnessing the whole thing. We're able to witness it, but it's not affecting her in any way. Um, well, and not, not for the whole episode. I mean, just for a part of just it. Just for, for, for a moment. But I also like the fact, too, that when she does it, um, she realizes that certain things hap- already happened. And, you know, she didn't change anything. I like that they kept that, that feel in there. Um, but just to jump into it real quick, I, th- I think overall it was a pretty quick episode. There wasn't a lot of um, meat, for, for lack of better words, to the episode. I thought it was, mm. you know, this episode. So, the, so to be honest, we've already watched the entire season, and we have, you know, one more episode to go. And I do think the episodes five and six were the best two episodes out of the entire series. I thought they mm. were pretty decent episodes comparative to that of what we've been used to with this TV show. Um, but just to jump right into it, um, the, the the episode opens up with like an old black and white TV news show broadcast about what was going on in India in 1947. Mm-hmm. Um, India is free. There was an appointed prime new minister, all of this stuff. Um, and then it jumps back to 1942. Um so that, this is where I, this is where I get confused. Was it nineteen? Because it says back in 1942, but was it 1942? Because the trains were in 1942, correct? Yeah. So if it jumped back to 1942 when she was running away from, you know, the gin, and then her daughter was like three or four years old, it had to have been like 1937, 38, not 1942. I suppose that would make sense. That would make sense to me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's being chased by, um, what's her name? Not Aisha. Um, no, the other one. Najma. Kamran's mom, yeah. Kamran's mom, Najma. Yeah, she's being chased by her. Um, and she stumbles across this old town, and she's, you know, taking a nap out in the woods. 
Well, there's this guy. He's basically preaching to the town square about possible freedom and what a free India could look like. Uh, and, you know, you always have one of those guys during wartime that is, you know, sandwich boarding it, you know. The end is nigh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, at this point, the British military come in and they break everything up. Mm-hmm. Everyone runs away, yada, yada, yada. Yada, well, yada, it, yada. Yada, yada, yada. It, it, it goes over to where you see her actually sleeping on the ground and he walks up. Now, he has a cane. He has a limp. He has a bad leg. Um, his name is Gimp. Um, and he pokes her with the cane and she grabs it and she's like, touch me and I will break your leg. And mm. it's kind of funny because he looks down and he goes, what? This one? And he's pointing out his bum leg at that point. And I do like the fact that he's actually, you know, He's in a place in his life where he's able to joke about himself in that sense. Right. Um, I honestly wish that we saw more of this character. I liked this guy's character a lot through this yeah, whole thing. Yeah, really cool. I enjoyed him. Um, I wish we got more of who he was and what he was doing um, versus just the one episode. But, you know, we got the one episode and I'll take it. Yep. Um, so at this point in time, he realizes that his name is Hassan, um, and he realizes that she is running from something. So he offers her a place to eat and a place to sleep. Um, and she reluctantly accepts. She tries to not eat the food that's offered. He tries to, you know, make fun of her for not eating. It's kind of an awkward scenario, yeah. but it is what it is. Tis. It is. So really not not a lot of meat to the episode yet. You just kind of get introduced to this guy and to, to, Aisha, to Aisha. And then we fast forward. Time passes. Obviously, you find out that they fall in love because they have a new baby girl. And you see that Aisha is only wearing one bangle. So this is my question to you, and I wanted your thoughts on this. So we talked back a few episodes ago how when they were doing the dig and they found the bangle, there was mention of a second bangle. Right. That never comes back up again. No, not yet. But then, if you think about it, in this episode, there are two bangles. Technically, because it's... Yeah, the one she has on and the one from the past, which is the same one. Right. It's the same one in the same time, you know, the same bangle from two time frames in the same time stream. Um, so would do you think that could be the talk of two or is that nah, just reaching? No, that's reaching. Absolutely. So then this other bangle needs to come from somewhere though and i'm i'm kind of upset that they're not talking they haven't brought it back like it was dropped you know you know my husband ralph and then it never comes back up again and it, I, came, up, I, it came back up again <laughs> <laughs> I, I just i i don't think it's a it's a pretty significant piece of information to drop and then just leave it true and that's what i was kind of holding on to for the longest time is like okay where's this gonna go and it just went nowhere so yeah that was pretty disappointing to say the least so is it is it just me or it's not just me it's no it's not just you it's not just 
me. Yeah, you write that down. <laughs> <laughs> what, it's not just me? <laughs> it just sounded like that's what you were doing. <laughs> not just me. Um, I wrote in my notes that, there's, that this was a big missed opportunity for this episode. They could have gone somewhere, even if it was a, you know, a quick line. And we always say that. A deleted scene or a quick line they could have added that could make up the difference for where they were going with this versus just letting it hang. Well, here's here's the other thing is I'm wondering if it somehow has something to do with the after credit scene at the end of the series. Um, maybe it might. Maybe there was another one and then somebody else finds it and it creates this, uh, we'll say, space swap. You know, potentially. Like a, tesser, like, a, like a Tesseract type deal. Right. Because wasn't it the Tesseract that gave Captain Marvel her powers? It was. Wasn't it, the te- it was the Tesseract. That's what they were using It was using also the to Tesseract, power. too. If you think about it, in the first Avengers movie, um, the doctor from Thor, what's his name? Um, he Selvig. was like... Yeah, Selvig. Yeah. He was like, it's a door. Right. But it's got to open up like a wormhole almost where there's there's one on each side. And if you enter through here, you have to come out somewhere else on the other side. Right. Um, well, just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, you know? They had the scepter. And the they had a scepter scepters. in the past and the scepter in the future. and Yep. Right. Unless that was the same scepter. It was. But. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> that's the weird thing. That's the weird. That's what I'm saying. Is that could, could this. Could her bangle have brought her back to her bangle in the past, which is what's mm. making the two? No. no. No, I don't think that makes any sense. I think but the reality, I mean, it would make sense that you would have two of them, correct? Because they're like, they look like gauntlets. It would make sense that you wouldn't just have one created. There'd be two. Correct. So who has the other one? Maybe we'll find out in the Marvels. Ugh. I know. Because <laughs> we know Ugh. that there's not going to be a second season before there's going to be that movie. Right, because so, at the end of this, it does say she will return in the Marvels. Well, at the end of the, the final episode. So let's not get too far into let's not just Let's not jump too far into it. Yeah. Um... I should see someone. So uh, uh, this rando knocks on the door, and they're having a conversation because he's telling people, or you know, everyone's fleeing, and you know, it's time to get out of town, basically, because you know the British are coming. The British are coming. The British oh, are coming. Oh, the popcorn is coming. Yes. <laughs> um, well, as he leaves, Aisha looks. He's a, a woman out in the distance. Um, and it is that lady, Najma. Najma. That's no. not Aisha's mother, is it? No. No. They're just friends. Part of They're the jinn. Yeah. They're just part yeah. of the, the jinn family. Cl- clandestines, yeah. The clandestines, right. Um, it is Kamran's mother. Kamran's yes. not around yet, because um, mm-hmm. he truly is only 17. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's the father? Kang. <laughs> Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. I, I, the Watcher. Okay. Maybe. Nah. He I, can't I, interfere. Remember. With human life. Oh. Are the are the clandestines human? Since they're like immortal, they're, I mean, no. they're humanoid. But no. are they truly human? No, not at all. I don't know. So. At this point in time, her it, it's, it speeds ahead, and everyone's a little bit older. 
at the, we, we're not sure truly how much time has passed. We just know that Aisha's daughter is much older now. Um, and her name is Sana. That's her. That's Kamala's grandmother's name is Sana. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't. I was not aware of that until this episode. To be honest with you, and I, I just knew her as Nani well, and but Grandma. That's, yeah, that's, that's her grandmother. Yep. Right. Sana. <laughs> um, when she meets up with the leader of the clandestines, Aisha is told that she has until sundown the next day um, to get ready to go back home. Um, she she makes up this this phony idea that she hid away the the bangle for safekeeping. So they could take her time to get to find it. When in all reality, her daughter actually has been wearing it or playing with it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gives an excuse to give herself some more time. Um, you, you're, you're meant to have the appearance that, um, what's her name? Najma is believing what she says, but I don't think she does. I think I think it's too easy that she by the end of it you know that she finds her, um, right. but it's too uh, either that or she's just really smart, because um, that's where everybody is going. Yeah. But I don't know. This was a decent episode, but it all seemed way too easy. Was yeah. it too e- Was it was the whole thing too easy, or am I was it on the nose? Was it too easy? Was it, or am I reading too much into it? No, it just it all it all just fell into place. It was it. It was another exposition dump. It was that's two in a row at this point, right? Where they're basically was, just like, "Here you go. Here's everything that you needed to understand." Right. The past. But, I mean, if we had gotten this versus the other episode in place of it, this would have been fine because this was decent. This was right. decent exposition dump. Like they could have. They could have. They could have melded the two together and had one episode that that did it all. But they didn't. Maybe a little bit longer. You know. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's what that's the thing is it just I did watch it though and it was weird because as soon as Kamala is introduced into it it's like 20 minutes of the episode has gone by so it, it was a really quick episode even though it was like 42 minutes long it was mm-hmm. still a pretty quick episode yeah Um, you can tell that Aisha does not want to leave she does not want to leave her new family Um, She does not want to go back with the clandestines. Um, She basically wants nothing to do with it. So when she gets back home, she is talking to her husband, Hassan, and her daughter, Sana. Um, Not her daughter, but more her husband about, you know, we need to go. Villages and houses are being burnt down. People are fleeing. We need to get out of here. It's time to go. You can tell that he just wants nothing to do with this. Right absolutely nothing to do with this um but he takes it on they go they're leaving and now they're at the train station and in the middle so this is the way they write this i just don't get it because now that they're in the middle of the train station in the middle of the train station this is when he decides to ask he decides to ask what are we running from and why are we running Mm-hmm. Like I, help me understand this episode a little bit more because it just, I can't, I can't like, I feel like this episode was it was decent but it was rushed. Yeah, I think that's what they were 
that's they were just trying to get to what we needed to get to. And I think the problem that we've been running into now is these shows that Disney are putting out, or Disney is putting out, um, whether it's between Star Wars or MCU, is they, they got rid of... They're cutting down how many episodes are released. Because before we were getting like eight, nine episodes. I think one was like 11 at one point. Now we're down to these like six, maybe seven tops. And it's funny when you have an episode that's such a stinker episode. You're like, how do you do this when you only have six in total? You know? But it seems like if you've got different directors and different writers, it's like, well, here's your job. And they do it. And they either give you a whole bunch in one episode, or they give you barely anything. So right. I think it's just it's just the way that they're they're putting things out. They're not they're not consistent enough, and it kind of throws the whole thing through a loop. Right. Yeah. So that, along with it being rushed, it just it seems like. And was it you or Will that sent out the list from Comic-Con that came out from San Diego about all the new stuff that's slated to come out now that they just announced? I think Will sent it out. Yeah. It. it they're trying to cram in so much stuff. And that's what I appreciated before when the MCU first came out is you got a movie, what, once every year, every two years, every year and a half-ish or so. Every year to two years, you got a movie. <coughs> right. Um, and you were excited to see it. Now we're getting a movie and a TV show eight times a year, and it's way too oversaturated. Um and I think that, along with the continuity issues, along with everything else, is truly what is starting to, you know, is going to be the death of MCU. Right. And if they just kept it, you know, it almost feels like they're trying to cram all of this stuff in for one generation versus letting it pass on. Like Star Wars. Star Wars mm-hmm. hit three generations. Three. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it was huge every but generation. Then, but then they they rushed it with these with the sequels. I, or we'll say the sequel trilogy. They came out with Force Awakens, and then it seemed like they they did it. And then I don't know how many years later afterwards they did um, they did uh, the Last Jedi, and then they rushed to do Rise of Skywalker afterwards, which I know I, we all understand that none of the titles make any sense at this point. But, right. Um, it was just rushed, and it's they're they're trying to people are just fighting for for money right now. It's no longer about making something good and making something really awesome. It's just like they've got the taste of how much money they could make, and they're completely blinded by that to the point where they're not able to actually produce content that's worth even paying attention to. Right. And here's I mean, the, we just... here's the reality. We watched, and I, I think we've said this so many times. We have watched the the Infinity Saga. You know, everything that led up to Endgame. And we said, wow, like, this is the first time anyone's ever done this. Made all these movies that they have these, like, touch points where they connect. And then finally you had the big final Endgame and we're good. And it's like, wow. And I remember saying, how are they going to do anything after this? And the only thing great that's come out after those movies are the two Spider-Man movies. Right. Far From Home and No Way Home. Everything else has been kind of like... Uh, it could be worse. It's not great. Um, it's it, but it, it, I guess it could be worse. Just because we don't want to just say you had your time and you're done. But then again, right. as we know, good things aren't meant to last. So Will's pretty checked out of Marvel at this point. You know, he's I'm not interested. There. I mean, I'm kind of there too. But the thing is, I know that if I if I am interested in seeing something Marvel at some point, because it seems exciting. 
I had to have, I have to have had watch, like taken the time to watch all the other stuff in between. Like as much I think... as I hated, as much as I hated Eternals, it might somehow come into play. Although nobody's ever said anything about like this half gigantic, this half of a gigantic body coming out of the Earth. It's never yeah. come up again yet in right. anything else MCU. Like nobody questions it. And nobody it's says anything big. about it. It's quite big. It's it's it was like the size of the Earth inside the Earth, and then it got right. frozen there. Yet right. nobody's brought it up. So it makes me go like, why did they bother making that movie? It was so out of place. It's completely irrelevant because nobody's even brought anything up about it. Right. I understand the same thing happened with Moon Knight. Very cool story, but not tied into anything else MCU whatsoever. Not one thing had a tie-in, except at one point they, they might have named a character really quick, right. like Captain well, I America. Think, I think something like Moon Knight, like having a one-off TV show like that where they did a good job with it... Um, mm -hmm. I don't mind that every once in a while, um, right. but but when they're doing big things like Eternals, like right. they've been around, like they that's supposed to be a huge ordeal. Or right. in Multiverse of Madness, when they introduce the Illuminati's, you know, it's mm. like it's like don't introduce these big storylines and then kill them off. I think for me, that's the biggest issue. It's just like there's these giant storylines of, you know, I mean, the Illuminati, that, that is as big of a storyline as the Avengers themselves. Well, but he, let's remember this one very valid point that Will has brought up and we've been kind of stuck on is now that they've in introduced the multiverse, as soon as they introduce the multiverse, nothing is done forever. You know, even though they said the whole line, like, no resurrections this time, they still brought Loki back. They right. still found a way to do it. Just like they can bring back um, Black Widow. Just like they can bring but back everybody in the Illuminati. No, they will. They will because they can. And that's what ruins the story. Because now, we don't... There, there are no stakes anymore. Because everything that they do, they can undo. Just like bringing back Gamora. She's going to come back at some point. It's going to be a different version of, a, of Gamora from a different timeline. However, she still exists and she's out there. Now they can write her back in and have a whole different, like, 51st date style story where he retells her how they met and why they love each other. You know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Hi I'm, hi, I'm Gamora. Hi, I'm Gamora. They're, they're going to go through it. And right. it's going to be ridiculous because they can do it. So I, I, I know we've talked about this before, but unlike... Unlike Doctor Who, where they came up with a way to make a show last, like, forever and never have to end it because the character comes back with a new face and a new personality to deal with new situations and some of some of the old situations, like, wow, what a great way to do it. You're never killing the character off because they can keep coming back totally different and we'll just accept it. Even, but, you know, from a man to a woman and a woman back to a man and different, But even with you know, Doctor Who, though, when you... I will say I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and when you lose your favorite Doctor, it actually the stakes are still high. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you're like, oh, I liked, it. but you're 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 actually venturing into a new, even though it's the same name, you're venturing into a new character. Right. And every person, and all thirteen Doctors so far have been a new character. Right. And but but that's that's what I'm getting at though is like they did it in a way where it's like okay I see what they did there it's a great cop out and somehow it still worked and and kept us to you know kept us as a, as an audience but now the way that Marvel's doing it it's like you guys really need to step it up here you know and put something that's going to glue everything together out there or we're just going to walk 
right. you know, like, and it's going to become like, something where the it. only people who watch it are going to be kids who just like superheroes, as opposed to us who enjoy the, you know, the culmination of all these different characters, you know, in different movies coming together to be a big deal. So... I know, I know we're getting way off topic here, <laughs> talking about this quick episode, but the reality is, you know, how much, how much more time are we going to spend investing in the Marvel Universe, you know, even as the extended stuff and, you know, the, the TV series and, you know, the movies, you know, unless we're actually really excited about it. Well, we're going to keep doing it because we know that at some point, some things may tie in to the next thing. You know, we're watching Miss Marvel because we know we're going to watch the Marvels. Because right. we were interested in seeing what happened to Spectrum or whatever. And, you know, we want to see, we, we want to see, um, what's his face come back. You know, the righteous man. <laughs> so, it, obviously, you know, we're going to invest in those things that we know are coming out. But unless we keep up with everything else, I've seen people who've, who've watched Multiverse of Madness but never watched WandaVision. I'm like, do you even understand what's going on? Do you have hey. any idea what this even means? Hey, I know I, it's nothing. It's nothing like Ghostbusters. I get it, but the point is, I was gonna say you know, I know someone who watched <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife and didn't watch the first two. I know. <sighs> I, I, anyway, I, I don't know how yeah. you do that. My point is, people don't know that they have to do that. They think it's a spinoff, but the problem with it is, Marvel has made themselves so reliant on everything they're putting out where people can't watch something as a standalone movie anymore because right. they have to have seen the other ones. And when you're working with so many characters, that's impossible. And it's going to ruin the experience for a lot of people because all they're doing is, is playing catch-up afterwards. They watch it, they're like, this made no sense, I don't like this movie. And in most cases, people's first taste of a movie is the best taste you're going to have. For example, right. I saw Wonder Woman, and it wasn't a good experience. I didn't watch it. It was definitely, I'll say it was not a uh, clean copy of the movie. And it, So the first time I watched it, it was very dark. It was very hard to, to pick up on what was going on. And I'm like, meh. So when I watched it again, I still felt the same way because I already experienced it that 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 movie, but not in a good situation. Again, right. The Dark Tower, when I went to go see that movie, it was the worst dining experience at Chunkies I've ever had in my entire life. I hate the movie just because I had such a bad experience with it. I, I enjoy probably, the movie. Well, the movie was dumb. There, were, there was no resolution. All The guy didn't learn a darn thing. All he did was just shoot again at the end of the movie, and somehow things changed. Like, he didn't learn anything. All he did was aim and fire. Nothing changed. He didn't learn anything. He didn't grow. Well, it was supposed to be a multi-part series, and it, they yeah, stopped but it didn't after happen. one. Yeah, because it was so bad. The only thing that was cool about that movie was the fact that they tied it in to the It universe with Pennywise the Clown at the, at the old dilapidated carnival. That was pretty cool. Because that was the whole idea, was that Pennywise came from that dimension. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't that was know the that. only that was the only thing I thought was cool about it. But anyway, aside from all that, my point is they're 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 ruining what made them really good. And we've been saying and it was funny because I think as soon as it came out of our mouths, is there anything Feige can't do? As soon as we started saying that, because I mean, cause, and we said that right after um, Far From Home came out, because we're like, wow. You still managed to keep our attention even after all this happened, and you gave us, you know, a, a, a one hero level threat in this movie. Yet we were still excited to see what else is coming out from the MCU, and then right. they go ahead and just start doing this and just giving us this, you know, quick little non-connected garbage, and we're like, oh, 
well, let's. I guess we'll just keep on eating it because eventually, eventually, someone's gonna give us ice cream. You know, Hopefully. like something might taste like ice cream. It's like if I keep eating this poop, I'll think that it tastes like ice cream one day. And I think it feels like that's their hope that people are just gonna get used to the taste of poop. Right. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, I love my hot fudge sundae. No, we, so, we you, you gave us high expectations, Marvel. Step it up. So that's it, everybody. We um, we now unofficially can't stand MCU. So we are from this point on done. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Have a great one, and talk to you soon. No. Um, so no, I, I thoroughly and totally one hundred percent agree with everything you just said. Um, you know, we've been saying it for a while now, each individually and as a group. Um, you know, I'm just I'm. I'm DC with their one-off films right now are going to actually take the market back because of it, I think. Um, mm. And we used to rip on DC more than anything else. Um, I will say, you know, we were talking earlier about Superman versus Lois. Um, they're stepping up their TV show experience. I, I WB is doing a better job, in my opinion. Um, that's saying something. CW, yeah. CW. When did it? That's right. It was WB for the longest time. It became it the CW. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we are whew, all the way back at the train station in 1942. Um, in Karachi. In Karachi. You know what's actually pretty cool? So the um, the actress um, who plays Kamala Khan, she's actually she was actually born in Karachi, Pakistan. Oh really? Yeah. And she was born there, but then you know she was um, she was raised in other places. But that's where she was actually like born. Dubai. No, no, she was, she was, she was moved, she moved to Canada when she was oh, did she? like a baby, but she was actually born in Karachi, Pakistan. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Um, so at this point in time, Aisha shows her daughter and him the bangle and she tells her daughter to keep it safe and to wear it. Not that she knows what she's going to be doing, but she's but like, did she keep it secret? Keep it safe. Hmm. Yes. Um, in a little envelope. Fly, you fools. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen those movies fully, right? Uh, fully? I think the only one I didn't see the four-hour version for was Return of the King, because it was already, might as well have been four hours long, because <laughs> of the well, seven endings. Well, no, it has just one... So this is where I get funny. We, we just talked about, I just listened to our podcast for um, every, everything, everywhere, all at once. And yeah. everyone's like, it was rushed. Then you look at Return of the King and it was like a 45 minute ending. It's like, that one yeah. was way too drawn out. Like it's going to be a happy medium somewhere. No, no, no. We, we can, you can never satisfy us. Nope. Um, at this point, she's begging her husband. I see and there is daughter. no pleasing you. <laughs> <laughs> she's begging her husband. And her daughter on the train, no matter what. Um, he, he, he reluctantly agrees. She turns back to go talk to the leader of the djinn and her family. And in the process, um, she gets stabbed in the stomach. Oh, that's not fun. Yeah, this, this lady is, like, vicious. Um, oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. So she's, she's pretty vicious. She stabs her in the stomach. She's still standing and talking. Like, it wasn't like a huge, like, it wasn't like a, an instant death blow, um, mm-hmm. but it still caused some issues. No, she, uh, she, she like, um, Peter Parkered when he was fading out, you know, where it, it took, like, 
10 minutes as opposed to everybody else who was gone in 10 seconds. Right. But you know the theory about that, right? The reason why he felt it so quickly was because of his spider sense. That's actually a really good theory. That's why he was like, he was falling down before he actually was fading. Because he felt it happening before it actually happened. That's actually a good. That's actually a good reason. It's a really good theory, and I'm like, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that as if that's the truth. I yeah, because nothing else actually, nothing else actually speaks to it but that. So right. Um, Aisha cannot find her husband or her daughter. She's looking around, yelling for them. Now, mind you, they're in a train station where there is a couple thousand people, and a couple like, thousand. Yeah, yeah, at least. At least. And like eight or nine, it looks like a handful of trains, you know, big trains. So these guys are trying to get out of there. At this point, in the midst of it all, all of a sudden you see these bright red converse just hit the ground and enter <laughs> Kamala. Yeah, that's how you can tell. That's how you can tell when a superhero is a millennial. If you look at all the new superheroes, they're all wearing converse. Even, uh, even uh, what's her face there, Hawkeye, the Hawkeye girl. Really? They're all wearing Converse shoes. Yeah, that's like the whole joke is this, this new generation of superheroes are all wearing Converse shoes. Um, you ever seen, what was it? Was it Timeline? Oh, jeez. With Paul I Walker? Was so, I was so excited for that movie, and then I watched it. I'm like, this is the worst piece of garbage. And, that's, and I saw that like maybe six months after it came out, and I was very disappointed. So I was disappointed, but the one aspect I did like is all the stuff that they were digging up. It, it was it historically being, accurate. It ended up being them. Yeah. And it, like yeah. it didn't, it didn't change the, like the time history, the timeline or they didn't go back and change time. They went back and they fit into what they were actually looking at. Right. Um, and I thought that part was really cool. And this was the part where um, Kamala comes in. She starts talking to Aisha um, and Aisha dies. In, so she got to meet her great, great grandmother, which I thought was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, yeah. But Aisha dies there. Kamala finds her grandmother, and she's in the middle of these people crying and screaming, and she can't find her father. And her father's screaming for her, and he he can't find her. So Kamala does her plasma pedestals, whatever they're called, and (laughs) allows her to walk. And then all of a sudden, she falls. And this is the part I don't get. So... Sana, the, the the little girl, takes the plasma with her because she's wearing the bangle as well too, and she turns into these like fairy floating crystals and she's pushing them, and Kamala goes, "It was me." Yeah. What was her? I never got that. Like, I did well, I no, miss so, something? So, so the stars. So the whole point was that her her grandmother was able to find her father by following the stars. So that's what I those were. That. Those little those little floating crystals were the stars that her grand her yeah that her grandmother followed to find her father. They said that a few times. It was I just a reoccurring that. story that she kept on telling. Yeah, it was to me. It was very obvious. Like everything was super on the nose. And like what had happened, I'm kind of like, well, duh. <laughs> like right, I, I just missed those lines. I guess if I had remembered those lines, that would have made sense. That was the only part that was like, I don't get it. Yeah, it, it came it up. Like I a, believe it came up twice. Because right. there was the time where her great grandmother, or no, her grandmother, was telling the story, and then there's another time where somebody mentioned it. So yeah, it definitely came up a few times. So when it happened, I was like, oh duh, yeah. Right. So at this point in time, 
She. That's why she she said the line. I can't do stars. I can only use circles. That was the line that she said before she was helping her grandmother right. find her dad. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, at this point in time, she gets zapped back to the present day. Um, and she's back in the alley where they're having a huge fight. Um, and there's still a giant mess there. And the veil to the other dimension is now opening up. Oh, great. Did Vecna come through? Oh, never what? mind. Sorry. You don't, you don't watch that. <laughs> watch what? Never mind. It's a Stranger Things reference. Oh. There's all these, like, dimensions being opened and all that stuff with somebody piercing the veil, blah, blah, blah. Isn't that a band name, Piercing the Veil? Or is it just a real common term that's always used for, like, I think it's just titles? a common term. It's, um, it's used in titles for everything. It's overly done. It's cliche, as they say. So at this point in time, they're, they're, it's back over with Sana as her grandmother older and Kamala's mom. They're all talking. Kamala's mom is trying to get a hold of her. And <laughs> her grandmother's like, when I lost, I just chipped my dog. And when I couldn't find him, I just had them look for her. And she's like, there's a difference. Your dog was a dog and Kamala is a girl. Like, she's a person. And then the cousin or whoever this guy is, is like, well, you can always just check on the phone and just look yeah, on it. And she's like spyware for humans, for parents. And he's like, yeah. So she does a find my iPhone. And that's how yeah. she... And then she ends up finding Kamala where they're at. And they find her pretty quickly. Like, mm -hmm. rather quickly. Right. Um, there are some of the djinn, or the clandestines, that are trying to enter the veil. And as they do, they... The Raiders of the Lost Ark. It. That is okay. all I can say. It was. It looked like animation from Raiders of the Lost Ark. It looked yep. so cheesy. Oh yeah. It looked so <laughs> cheesy. The, the the skeletons looked at the same skeletons from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like instead of them melting, they turned into this hard clay or whatever, then just disintegrated. Um, <laughs> it was just. It was bad. Um, Comron's mom. The the leader Najma is crying and she wants to, but she can close now all of a sudden she's good and she's heroic, I think. And she cries out Kamran's name and enters the veil, tries to, and the same thing. She disintegrates and dies. Kamala's mother sees all of this. She sees Kamala using her powers and now the cat is out of the bag. She knows all about Kamala. And she knows mm -hmm. about her powers. And crazy enough, she is confused, but at the same time, seemingly proud of her daughter, which is confusing to me. But right. Yeah, her mother's, her mother's character has been very confusing throughout. Where I'm like, is she overbearing? Is she is she caring? Is she loving? Like, what is she? Like, they, they kept on making her character very confusing. Like, I couldn't read her face the entire time. Yeah. You know, she always yeah. seemed like angry and frustrated and, and exactly. But, and then but then she's not at the th when you hear her say the things she's saying, they were trying to force us to feel a certain way about her since the beginning. And it was hard it to because we couldn't it judge never her landed. Face. Right. It never landed. By the uh, end, it all makes sense. But like, right. Everything leading up to these these few episodes, 
it was just very difficult to understand what was going on because they were trying to make us feel like everybody's against her and she's on her own. And then the last few episodes, they're showing her the opposite, is that she's got a family of people who are supporting her and she's not alone. So that's, uh, yeah, that they... They they did what they wanted to do, but it was very forced. Right. So, at this point in time, Kamala says to her mom, she'll be right back, and she plasma jumps up to um, that guy from the Red Dagger. Here's the funny thing, is if you look up on IMDb, his character, Aramis Knight, who is the, the kid in real mm-hmm. life, yeah. his name on IMDb for his character is Red Dagger. So he doesn't right. actually have a name in the show. Right. It's kind of like in They Live. <laughs> Nada. Right. Yeah. Nada. <laughs> it was great. Like his name is Red Dagger. He, he's part of the Red. That's, that's the interesting thing, too, is because there's this whole group called the Red Daggers, but he's the only one. Well, so there was he's this like whole group. And then he was, yeah. <laughs> it's the wonderful thing about Red Daggers. Um, so, yeah, the, the whole point there is that he's the last one. So, therefore, he's just Red Dagger as opposed right. to the Red Daggers. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he, she talks to him. He, you know, gives her his dagger, so his his um, bandana. So now she is part of it, I guess. Um, and he gives her the, um, the the heads up, saying, "If you need anything, I'm here to help you out." We we now go over to it's photo album time, and Kamala's mom and Kamala's grandmother are going through this really cheesy looking photo album. And pictures from the 1980s. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. In this scene, everybody makes up. Her mother, her grandmother, her and her mother, her mother and her grandmother, like everybody makes up. It's, you know, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're back at home in Jersey and Bruno, <laughs> which I think is funny, he works at the Circle Q. Mm-hmm. Not the circle K. I think the Q stands for Quran. <laughs> circle Quran. Because <laughs> um, he's, he's in that, that town. You know, the the Pakistani town. Right. Um, and Kamran comes into him and they start talking. He's like, Brian, I need help. And Bruno's like, yeah, just so you're aware, my name is Bruno, not Brian. He's like, oh my gosh, I thought it was Brian this whole time. Yeah. Um, and you realize he wasn't being a jerk. He was just, he, he really just thought his name was know. Brian. Yeah. Um, Kamran needs a place to stay He until he finds his mother um, or until his mother comes back from him. He doesn't know that his mom's dead yet. Yeah. Um, and Bruno's like, well, I'll help you for a little bit. They go back and forth. And then one of those probes what was it a probe was it a um, um yeah, a drone a, a drone yeah a drone a comes up it's not Star Wars. <laughs> right a drone comes up and Kamran now has his own plasma power and shoots it out and just hits the the drone the drone then launches a rocket into the store underneath bruno's apartment and it blows it up mm-hmm. well that's not what blow it up i mean yeah, he blew it up with his rocket. The rocket blew it up. After um, after Comron hit the drone with the um, right. his plasma, right, the drone right. launched a rocket into the front door of the store. Yes. And it blew up the store. Right. Not the apartment upstairs. Right. Just the store. Um, and then when that happened, 
Roll credits. End of episode. End of episode. And that's all she wrote for that one. That Um, is. So if they they took out most of last episode of the expo dump and they introduced it with this one, or they like like you said, they just mixed them. I think Mm -hmm. it would have been it would have made more sense versus two straight episodes of expo dump. Um, But I I think the reality is that they didn't have enough. um, They didn't have enough story to to make this show. They were just trying to tell something pretty quick, pretty basic, and straight to it. They could have done more. It's just that that's not what they had an idea for. Right. And they wanted to make sure they had at least six episodes. Because if they did five, then it would be cutting down even shorter. So they weren't going to squeeze two things into one. I think five would have been better. Five would have been better, I think. But it just at that point, people would have been like, what are you guys doing? Why do you keep cutting the episodes down? Five is ridiculous. So they decided right. to stretch it out and have two different areas. Like, well, one can be an expo dump here, the other one can be an expo, expo dump from the from the past. Okay, then, yeah, that sounds good. But not seeing it from our perspective, you know, the hindsight of it being like, eh, too not much needed. Yeah. Right. But either way, I mean, not a bad episode. It was definitely better than some of the other ones we've seen. But yeah, um, definitely interested in talking about the next one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So. So. Uh, yeah. Um, with that, with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm good with this episode today. As am I. All right. Well, everyone, have a great night or a great day or a great weekend or whenever you listen to this, have a great one. See you later. See you later.